Episode 25. Episode 25. Episode 25. I'm with my ride or die. Hey. I guess that would be me. <laughs> Y'all know who it is. It is Law. And this is Goodnight Harlem. Yes. So we decided we were going to kick this off with something different. We're going to do a whole episode of Hyper Good Nights. And for those of you who don't know what Hyper Good Nights are, and if this is your first time listening, thank you for joining us. But Hyper Good Nights are our way of talking about trending topics, and we hype things that we're interested in, and we goodnight things that we are not interested in, and that's how it goes. And I think for this episode, we should have no hype nights. Nah, no hype nights. Okay. You either in it or you're yeah, not. Yeah, because I've heard some people, they don't, they don't like when we're neutral. Right. Which I can understand. You want us to have an wanted. opinion. Yeah. So let's just kick this off with uh, the first story. It's about two weeks old. Um, I will be talking about the story because I am, am an alumni of this university. Yeah, she likes to call me out because I didn't go to a PWI. I never call him out. You that's, did. You did on an episode. Yeah, that's because you're talking about AKAs and Deltas all within the same breath. And that's just anyway. what you don't do. Anyway. Um, <laughs> So let's talk about Tyrone the Scammer. <laughs> Excuse me. Tyrone Hankerson Jr. And for anyone who has been living under a rock for the last two weeks, there has been this student, Tyrone Hankerson Jr., graduated from Howard with a bachelor's, currently attending Howard for his law degree and is expected to graduate May this year. He became the topic of of a lot of people when a Medium article came out accusing him of embezzling almost 500K of tuition money, grant money, scholarship money that he supposedly received while he was working as a student employee in the financial aid building. I can't talk today. Um, (laughs) Damn, Tyrone. And... This sparked a lot of scrutiny, a lot of scrutiny from students, a lot of students who um, have been unable to uh, basically pay for their schooling and, and get grant money because there wasn't a lot left. And basically what happened was between the years of 2007 and 2016, Once the university caught wind of things that were going on in the financial aid office, they had an investigation done. And from that investigation, they realized that the university had been misappropriating funds for about nine years while Tyrone was in school. um, And six people were fired because of that. So at this point, Tyrone Hankerson is now suing the university for uh, releasing documentation of his, and he's suing them for $10 million. And I would like to ask you, Law, based off of what you heard in this situation, Mm -hmm. he was seen walking around campus with Gucci bags and uh, Fendi and fur coats and vacations here and there and Italy and all these exotical places that most college students have never been to. Um, hyper good night to the scrutiny and, and just the attention that he's receiving without actually being, I guess, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? 
Guilty? Guilty. Yeah, proven to be guilty. Proven to be guilty. Yeah. Okay. What do uh, you think about that? Have a good night to the to, to the backlash. Basically. The backlash, the scrutiny. I am. I'm going to good night the backlash. All of it. Every single one of it. I. If you know anything about this story, if you do any digging into this story, he works for the uh, the overall financial office. Am I right about that? Like he gets to work with them in tandem. Am I am I not right? Right. Right. So a part of what he gets to do while he's on that board, he he gets to actually uh, have some form of influence over grant money. Is that correct? too? I'm not sure about that, because from his interview mm-hmm. on a TV recently, they asked him if he had any sort of control over mm-hmm. allowing grants towards other people and, and having that mm-hmm. access. And he said he didn't. Now, I don't know if he was saying that to defend no, himself. No, I, I actually asked you that question You're asking- as a rhetorical question. Oh, okay. My bad. I answered it. I already it. know the answer I answered to this. it. Okay. I already know the answer. Well, I it. answered it for y'all. <laughs> <laughs> when a rhetorical so, question goes wrong. So so here is here's the reality of the situation based on everything that I know. I know that he does work in tandem with the financial aid office, and I do know this, that as far as grants are concerned, if you are rubbing elbows with the proper people, I don't care what university that you're in, you're entitled to receive whatever grant that somebody actually provides or says that you're, uh, you can receive. And in this case, he received a shit ton of grant money. I'm not saying that's right. I'm not saying that's wrong. He received a shit ton of it because he's rubbing elbows with the right people. When you have uh, access amounts of grant money, you, after you've given X amount towards your tuition, you're allowed to do with your grant money what you please. It's your money. That is why a lot of this is being misconstrued, in my opinion. That's just a fact. The other side of this, this happens at every single university known to man. Thank if you, you for are, saying that. If you if you are literally if you if you know anything about how college ad, ad, admissions works, anything about how college tuition works, this happens at every single university and it's not as much about fraud as it is how the grant system works. And it's it's a referendum on the grant system more than anything that one person will receive this much more than any other student. Uh, the other side of this, and this is the last thing that I'm going to say about it, the slander and the backlash that he received, in my opinion, is ridiculous for several reasons. One, his records should have never been exposed to the public. How his records were exposed to the public, I'm going to blame that on the university. They've allowed something to happen. He's allowed to sue them. In court, if they find out that this school allowed this to take place, he's going to win that $10 million. 100% he's going to win that. So they better hope and pray it wasn't somebody from their organization, from not even their organization, but from their educational institute that allowed that to take place because they're going to lose in court. So the flip side of that is there's no reason for anybody to destroy this man's character over this. Let him actually go through the legal system. Let them actually do their due diligence to find out what took place. And don't smear his name. Just let it happen the way that it's supposed to happen. That's my two cents. Wow. I see what you're saying. I do see what you're saying. And I I would just like to say that I appreciate you saying that this happens at every school because, of course, when Howard gets dragged through the mud, every other person will take the opportunity to just, like, shit on us even some more. Shit it on him. Shat on us is past tense. And I mean, like, Hampton University came, came at us. Other HBCUs came at us. Knowing damn well 
this is going on on their campus as well. And just because there hasn't been an actual event or an actual, um, I guess, discovery about a particular incident doesn't mean it's not happening. Um, I think that as a whole, black institutions, I will say, um, from what I know from other friends who have gone to them, this is a big issue. Um, as a student of Howard myself, the A building, that's what we call it. It's the administration building where the financial aid office is. It has been, and I don't consider this, some people will say, oh, you're exposing Howard. No, it's not about exposing. It's about educating and, and just acknowledging what the truth is. And the truth of the matter is the A building has been dysfunctional, um, unorganized, and probably the reason why a lot of people have not continued their education at Howard University. Ooh, that shot's fire. Unfortunately. But it's true, though. And the thing about Howard is that it's, it's such a, a, um, a highly recommended brand name school to go to that once you enroll and you deal with the, the processes that you have to go through just to get housing, just to sign up for classes, just to get your financial aid and your loan money and your grant money, that it can either make or break you. And it's one of those situations where um, you either chalk it up as this is part of the Howard experience and many people have gone through this before you and many people after you will go through this experience or you will take some action. So I, the scrutiny part, I've, I, I'm not goodnighting it. I'm not goodnighting it only because um, I actually have a source who went to school with Tyrone and they stated that his attitude at the university when he was there was very much of, I am above you. And he was very good at doing what he could. This is based off of what they said, very good at doing what he could to get into these right circles and to get the things that he wanted. And he didn't really care what toes he stepped on. Rub your elbows on somebody. Just and this them. is what I heard. Rub so them. this is all hearsay. But Rub. based off of what I heard from someone who actually knew him, I this looks like karma to me. Unfortunately, this looks like karma. He actually called kids broke. And if you call kids broke and you're flaunting your Gucci brand new Gucci bag and fur coats and posing next to Range Rovers that you're claiming now that were never yours because now there's all this scrutiny against you, don't be surprised. That's why your Instagram account is not up. Your LinkedIn account is not even up. Um, I don't agree with his safety being a factor as far as um, people threatening him and everything like that. I don't think that that should ever happen, of course. But what has come out of this situation is what I'm going to actually hype, and that is uh, HU Resist, which is actually a group that formed in the midst of this whole thing. Wait, you did you just hype night? You hype nighted. I no, I did not. I I good nighted. I I hyped the scrutiny. <laughs> I hyped the scrutiny. <laughs> And I also hyped what came out of it. Okay, so the hyped all. Yes, okay, I'm hyping everything. All right. So I'm hyping the scrutiny because I feel like from what I heard about him as a person, he probably deserves his karma. And maybe he's not the oh, only okay. person behind this. Okay. But he did have something to do with it. Um, and I'm also hyping what has come out of it, which is HU Resist. Right. And these students basically did a whole um, lockdown at, at the A building, spending the night 
studying for nine straight days, which was like the longest lockdown in HU history. And the last one they they had was 50 years ago. And they basically demanded, they had certain demands of the university. Um, and what has come from it has been good things. So I think that if this never was exposed, the problem would never be taken care of. And I can do nothing but applaud those students for doing that because they're actually setting it up better for the students after them. And I wish that my class had done that. All right, let's move on to the next subject. NBA news. In the NBA, the biggest talk in all the NBA came out of last night's game where a new Laker was introduced. A guy by the name of Andre Ingram, who came out of the G League. And if you guys don't know what the G League is, that is the subordinate league to the NBA where players can be groomed to actually join the NBA. This guy has been actually working towards establishing himself as an NBA player and being able to start on an NBA team for the past 10 years. I repeat 10 years in the making, this guy has tried to get a job in the NBA and has been working in the G League. Mind you, G League salaries are anywhere from uh, $25,000 to $35,000 a year. And that's not really good wages to, to live off of. Um, I would like to say this. Avia, hyper good night to this guy getting his contract in these, this mass exposure over the last couple of days. Oh, I'm definitely hyping this. There's no question about it. No question about it. Um, I mean, this is the... This is the picture of per perseverance right. paying off. Facts. Like, seriously. Um, I forgot how the quote goes, but they always say, like, once you think that your dream won't come true, it's probably, like, you're probably at that point where it is about to come true, but you just gave up. Like, I I clearly didn't say it right. But anyways. Um, <laughs> I'm was like, I'm um, yeah, that I sounds let it go. completely wrong. But y'all get my gist. 10 years gives you a well enough time to give up. That's what I'm saying. And he did not. And I don't know what kept him going. I don't know if maybe, basically the quote sums up to being like, if 33 was the age that he said, okay, if this doesn't happen for me, or if 32 was the age that he, that he said, this doesn't happen for me, I'm, I'm quitting. He could have quit right before it was going to happen for him, you know? Right. And he didn't. And it's amazing. And I think, you know, based off of our conversation, what's even more amazing is that his family stuck by him. <sighs> his wife, <sighs> especially, stuck by him <sighs> through these hard times. And I wonder what did they do to survive? Because they have kids. Um, I don't know if she was the breadwinner. But whatever the case is, that's ride or die right there. And keep her around. And don't end <laughs> up like some of these other NBA players. Um, and just, just, just keep that unit together because that's a beautiful thing. And I'm so happy for him. I can't wait to see what he does next and how he, like, I'm, I want a Jersey. Right. I don't even like the Lakers, but I want a damn Jersey. Right. <laughs> I, I'm going to come in with a steaming hot hype in this. I hype his Ooh, resiliency. Steaming hot. Yeah. I, I hype his resiliency because I think there's a lot of people that don't understand what it takes to actually work towards your goal. That might mean that you have to go, you know, sleepless and not eating for periods of time, etc., to get to where you want to go. This guy put all of this behind him and said, I have a dream. I genuinely want to play in the NBA. He could have accepted uh, a contract to go play 
over in Europe, and they would have been probably paying him somewhere between one hundred to two hundred thousand dollars a year to go play over there. And he he pushed that off because he had a dream of playing the NBA. Now I know a lot of people would say that was stupid, and it has to be hard to is do. Is it stupid like that. now? But <laughs> if this is your dream and this is what you really want, it really takes you to be grounded and have family members that support you, including your wife and etc., to get you through those moments. And even bigger than that, I just want a big shout out to him for not only having a very good game because that's his first game where he scored 19 points and four amazing. or five from three, but even bigger than that. Him actually being a math tutor. This man tutors middle school and high school students. You gotta make that money, huh? Man, you I can. have no, nothing but claps for this guy. So Andre, Andre Ingram, I'm proud of you, man. I don't know you, but I'm very proud of you, and I'm hyped for you. Success. Now let's transition. Success. To, let's transition to something else. They said success is opportunity meets preparation. Is that uh, what it is? Oh, uh, I guess. Right? And that's what Andre uh, took advantage of. Um, he had the opportunity and he was prepared. Now, in other NBA news, there's been another basketball player who had plenty of opportunities. And he was plenty prepared. Um, and there's been a lot of backlash for him. Tristan Thompson Kardashian. TTK. Chloe Kardashian's what do you baby do? daddy. What do he do? What he do now? What do he do? He hasn't done nothing up until this time, right? What do he do? What he do? <laughs> Lord. So Tristan Thompson Kardashian was in New York a couple days ago, and all of a sudden, footage last night just came up on my internet. <laughs> Basically, Tristan went to a, a club in New York, and some girl, I was going to say something else, was all up in his face that night, and we have footage of that as well. Supposedly, they may have kissed, don't know, but she got close enough to be all up in his face, hand on the back and everything. Later on that night, Tristan's car pulls up to his hotel. He gets out, the girl gets out, they go in together, come back down four hours later, they go to the next spot. He changed his clothes and everything. I mean, because that's what you do after you have sex. You change your clothes. I hate you so much. Um, go to Black the men don't cheat. He's not black. He's Jamaican. Um, and Jamaican <laughs> men definitely don't cheat. Um, and uh, so they go to the next spot. They come back to his, um, his hotel around 5 a.m. And he even holds the door open for her as he lets her in. And she doesn't reemerge until the next day around 8 p.m. Mind you, the girl had an overnight bag and everything. Now, the problem with this situation is Kristen, Tristan, whatever your name is. I'm about to call him Kristen. Tristan has a baby mother. Two, to be exact. Mm -hmm. The most current one is Khloe Kardashian. And she's about to drop their baby girl any moment now. Mm -hmm. And they're together. Mm -hmm. So this would be considered cheating. Mm -hmm. But it doesn't stop there, folks. TMZ leaks a video from October of last year. Kissing a girl, motorboating another one in some club. And now it comes out that this guy who left his baby mama when she was nine <laughs> months pregnant and got with Khloe Kardashian just to cheat on her around the same trimester has done it again. Hype or good night? 
Hyper good night to what are we hyper good nighting? <laughs> hyper good night to Tristan cheating. Just hyper good night to Tristan. What the fuck? I I, I am I am hyping the hell out of this. I am so happy for I'm this. I'm sorry I forgot the hyper good night because I just I'm so happy. So Can I, I just tell y'all I'm so happy for this. I don't what watch the I don't watch the Kardashian show, but bad? their ratings are about to go through the roof again. Shout out to the Kardashians for having a them? master plan. I feel like they plot this out so well. Yeah. Get with trash ass niggas. <laughs> they know that's gonna do some trash ass shit. And then after that, I mean, whatever happens, happens. This is perfect. I feel like this is a part of the marketing plan. They're doing great. They're like as a marketer, as a fellow marketer, how can I not love this? This is a great storyline. You're not even going to be watching the storyline. It doesn't matter. I'm not a part of their audience. I don't need to fit into their demo to understand that this is good content. (laughs) This is good content. Shout out to the whole Kardashian clan. Crush it. Oh, my gosh. What do you got? Clan is correct. Because all they do is stupid black men. What do you got? Um... I'm going to hype this up. And it's not because I wish bad on Chloe. It's just that how you get them, girl, is how you lose them. All right? Mm. Well, there goes that. Yeah. And the thing about it is, you know, like I said before, Tristan was with this girl, Jordy Craig, Jordan Craig. And they they had a long-term relationship. Like, longer than him and Chloe. We're talking years here. She would go to all his games. And she ended up pregnant. And in the third trimester, he left her. And eventually got with Khloe Kardashian. And I don't know how Khloe could not think that this could happen to her. I don't know how how she could not even fathom it happening to her. Personally, I don't care. I hope it happens again. All I got to say is they call him third trimester Tristan now. (laughs) (laughs) And um, I don't know. You know, karma's a real bitch. It really is. And they were saying they should call the baby karma, which I think would be interesting. But I'm going to have to go with you on this. I'm hyping this. Um, Chris, you know, will do anything for a check. So I would not be surprised if she hired a cameraman to follow him when he's out and about and snap those shots. And create the story. I, I don't think you need a. I, I don't think you need a cameraman for that. He's almost seven feet tall and a black man. Why I think it's heck? really easy for you to get caught doing anything. Why did he not have foot? the car drive around to the side I mean, and drop just, her I off? I don't know. I don't know. I'm, Can I also mention this? I just want to also mention this for anyone who has not done their investigate investigation skills. Gabrielle Union was also in that car, and you can tell by a still shot she's out there. And the only reason we know is because she's wearing the same outfit from three days ago when this all happened. Same shoes, it. same everything. Like, Instagram is telling us what's going on. I love it. My question is more so like, Gabby, what you doing in the car? Where's D-Wade at? You're okay with seeing a baller cheat on their pregnant yes. uh, girlfriend when you can had you, a break baby come into your relationship by your baller boyfriend, husband, whatever he was at the time? I'm just baffled. I am completely baffled that a woman who had a baller boyfriend got cheated on by him. He brought a baby back into their relationship and she's witnessing another baller do this to his pregnant girlfriend. I am happy. This is great. 
You cheat on your baby mama, you leave your baby mama to get a girlfriend, she becomes your next baby mama, and then you leave her to cheat on someone else. And it's just a cycle. This is entertaining. This is very entertaining. And I'm sorry for any Kardashian fans out there, but I, you know, I'm, I'm going to have to hype this up. All right. Next up on our list, speaking of babies and pregnancy, Cardi B just announced Cardi. that she is pregnant, which I think everybody kind of knew for a while. And I don't really feel like that's necessarily news. I actually didn't know. I don't really feel like that's necessarily news. But not only did she announce her pregnancy on SNL, but she also released a new album called Invasion of Privacy, which is expected to sell more than 225,000 copies, which is way above any predictions. Um, I would like to know, Avia, are you going to hype or goodnight her pregnancy at the peak of, in the height of her career? Uh, I'm a hype it. Ooh. I'm a hype it. Why? 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 I want to understand what, what is hype about that (laughs) at the peak? The peak. This is the peak so far. Yes. Yes. This is the peak so far, but the, who's to say that this is the peak forever? Forever, you know what I'm Shut saying? Up. Like forever. <laughs> um, I, after I watched her Breakfast Club interview, they kind of asked her the same question, and you know, I think that as women, we get this expectation that we can't, like she said, have it all. Why can't we have it all? Why can't we have a man, a child, a career all at the same time? Um, now the timing of the baby, hey, wasn't the best timing. Was not the best. Then, how the hell are you? What? You know what it is about Cardi? I'm just so happy for her. And because I'm so happy for her, I can't even sit here and be like, Ah, yeah, you should be, you should never had a baby, you should have birthed baby, and, and sit here and just like, just like really go at her heart because I'm so happy for her. I really think that everything that's happening in her life right now is what she wants and she's doing it the way that she wants it to be done and like 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 she said she could have aborted the baby but she chose not to because obviously that's something that she felt like she wanted to do and who's to say that her and offset are gonna last i don't know but at this moment right now i am so happy for her that i can't even sit here and be like that's a dumb move. You dumb bitch. Da, 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 da. Like, I can't believe you and Offset not going to last. Like, I, I really, I really want the best for her. I really do. There's nothing about her that I would wish ill on. And her bringing in a life, that's going to be amazing. I feel like she's going to be able to handle it well. Just like any other performer that's out here, she's going to have to work hard. Because now you got extra bills. You got an extra human to take care of. But I feel like with the work ethic that she's shown, she has it in her to do it. She's going to get it done. And I, I have such a belief in her. Like, I can't even sit here as a woman and be like, girl, you're dumb. Because I'm just so happy that she's getting exactly what she wants and exactly what she deserves. I wish her nothing but the best. What about you? And this is not from a place of hate. But when I say uh, this, I am good nighting her pregnancy during the peak of her powers in her career as of right now. And the reason why I'm goodnighting that is not because I don't think that uh, having kids is a beautiful thing, not because I don't think that it's the right thing for her to do, because you should di- decide and dictate whenever you have children. But what I will say is this much. Already, you're putting in more work than anybody else I see in the game. 
you are putting in the maximum amount of effort. And now you're going to run yourself even more ragged by having a child during this time frame. I just do not think it is something that is sustainable. That is my, I want you to be able to have a sustainable career. And I'm saying this as if I'm talking to Cardi. I would want you to have a sustainable career, but having children is an additional job. You already have an extremely stressful job. And I'm not saying that it's just because she's a woman. I'm saying that because because having a woman, wait, I'm saying this because having a child in general adds more strain to anybody's job. And in this case, you just be doing fine. How many kids does he have? You reached a peak and all that could happen is you could add to it in this. And I'm not saying that the kid's going to take away from it, but it's going to require more of your time. That is it. That's my two cents. I just think it's a shame. Um, that there is this double standard. And I, I understand, yes, as a woman, our bodies change, we change, and having a child is a life-changing thing. But there's such a double standard with men being being able to put their seed into 500 women and just keep it moving. And there's, there's no expectation of you have to take care of this child or you have to be there for this child or you have to whatever the case is. And because she is the woman and she's actually birthing this child, it's like, you are at the peak of your career and what's going on? Offset is also at the peak of his career. But because we don't put the standard on the man to actually take care of a child. I appreciate you saying this. I'm not going to defend any of what you're saying. My only point is to say this. She right now is adding even more. Just the timing of this is more of my concern more than anything. It's the timing. This you, is it. Do you know why Why the the timing of anything in a woman's life when it comes to pregnancy would cause more stress as far yes, as like absolutely. a pregnancy? But because this is your woman, first, But this is your first album. This isn't Offset's first album. This isn't any but of... But this is the peak of his career. But the, well, well, hold on. This is the difference between her and him. He's already been doing this for years. If she'd been doing this for years and already had an established career, I'd be like, bet, do whatever you need to do, sis. But I feel Go like, off. I feel like the time that you put into the career doesn't doesn't know where the peak is. You could just like just like excuse me, just like Andre Ingram, he's been doing this for 10 years. This is now his peak. So just because Offset's been doing this for years doesn't mean that this is not his peak as well. The thing about it is. We are putting so much pressure about what's going to happen with her on her peak because okay. she's a woman. Because we don't have the same standard of a man taking care of his child. And that's really what the problem is. If there's going to be that much stress on her after having a child and the peak of her career, that just goes to show how much we think the woman's actually putting in to the child as opposed to a man. And that's where the real problem is. Because if it was equal, we wouldn't be stressing out about the peak of her career and how she's going to handle the stress, the stress wouldn't be there because Offset would be there equally taking care of this child. So I think what we're worried about is that that that, that that's not going to happen. And I think that we're worried that, that, that I can't even talk, that that's not going to happen because historically speaking, the woman is normally the person who takes more care of the child than the man. Okay. And I think I'm, that's where the again, problem I'm is. I'm not arguing any of that stuff. I just want to see her succeed. Succeed. We both want the best for you, Cardi. That's it. Barty, baby Barty. You up next. What do you got?
All right, so heavy topic here. Um, old news, but we got to bring it up because we have not discussed this, and that is Fabulous and Emily B. Um, basically, in the beginning of March, there was an incident where Emily was in L.A. Fabulous had no clue about it until he found out somehow, some way, and he went off on her and even made threats about beating her with a baseball bat and killing her. But he didn't want to go out like that, he said. Um, and then there was another incident in the same month where uh, Fabulous basically punched Emily in the face seven times, according to reports, and knocked her two front teeth out. Fast forward to the end of the month. Um, because of everything that transpired in the beginning of the month, Emily feared for her life and uh, there was two guns that were kept in their shared home and she wanted her brother and her dad to pick up those guns just so that Fab would not have access to them when he came back. So upon returning to his home from being on the road, Fab came into contact with Emily's dad and brother, made threats t towards them, uh, mentioned how he had a bullet with their name on it and everything broke out and that video surfaced online and that's when the story came out about uh, Emily getting punched in the face. So after this happened, there seemed to be a lot of side taking, I would say. Where 100%. A lot of men were caping for Fab and what he did and and basically asking, well, what did Emily do? And, and, and basically Heavy. making it seem like the problem was not Fab. It was probably Emily. What sparked this? And there's been differences of size when it comes to the situation. A lot of women are on Emily's side and a lot of men, not all, are on Fab's side. So hyper good night to men caping for Fab, even after seeing the video where he's obviously enraged. And if security wasn't there, he would have fucked somebody up. Um, hyper good night to men caping for Fab in the light of this whole domestic violence situation. Do you want me to go first? Yeah, I would love for you. To go I want to. I want a good night. Any guy on Twitter specifically. I'm not even going to public opinion. I'm going to Twitter specifically that has came out to defend Fab in this. Now, I'm not saying that Fab's guilty of anything, but what I'm not going to do is be out here caping for somebody who's been accused of domestic violence. Y'all got to slow down, man. Like this doesn't even make sense anymore. Like, you see the video, you see him talking crazy reckless to her dad, her dad calling him a coward, and then him telling her specifically, put the camera down. Now, I'm not saying Fabulous is a bad dude. I'm not saying Fabulous did anything that he's accused of. But to cape for him and act like what he's been accused of did not happen or that it's Emily's fault is absolutely garbage and it's ridiculous. And don't, just do not... Say that he hasn't done anything you don't know, just like they don't know on the other mm -hmm. side. That's all I have to say to that. It is embarrassing both ways, but specifically, guys, shut the fuck up and let let the truth come to light. Just shut the fuck up, though. Were you shocked? Man, I was shocked. I really was. I was just like, wait, and all the the the, the Me Too era and all the things that we've seen with the women empowerment movement, and you guys don't believe what she's saying. Or you're not even no, giving I'll, her the benefit of the doubt? I was wondering, were you shocked that the story even came out about him? Um, yeah, a little. A little. Mm -hmm. Just a little. 
Because I don't think Wait, Fabulous ever. I don't. Uh, here's why. I don't think Fabulous ever wants. To, Fabulous is considered a very chill guy. Very private. And very, I was gonna say that very private. He never wants to be the same thing that he always does in rap. A quick, funny, easy punchline. And right now, Fab is turning into the quick, funny, easy punchline about no something that's not pun intended. It's about something that's not funny. Like literally. He's becoming what he always does to other people. And that's unfortunate. Because if it does come to fruition that he did exactly what is being stated in these reports and what's being alleged of him, I feel bad for him and his career because it's probably over then at that point. I mean, how much of a career did he really have left? I mean, he was doing shoe collaborations, but nobody's really checking for fat. That's not necessarily true because his last album that he just put out with Jada Kiss was great. It was fire. That just happened last year. It was fire. Nobody's really checking for Fab. Okay. <laughs> um, I'm gonna good night it. Clearly, I mean it's it's obvious. Um, I think what was interesting was the game actually posted something up on Instagram, and he said another black family torn apart over over social media. And look at everyone so happy to see them in shambles. Forget how this all plays out for their two young boys going forward or their daughter, whose father figure was just plucked from the family picture by culture vultures. Um, And the game actually got some backlash thrown towards him because people felt like he was defending Fab and he came back, kind of backtracked. And he was just like, I never said the physical abuse was okay." And as as expected, the comments um, were missed on my point, which was totally about the welfare of their children and our actions blah 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 um but basically his gist was keep allowing social media to break down black families i was just sharing my two cents um i think that men need to be very careful when addressing the subject and when you're talking about social media breaking down the the black family and he's using fab as the the example of this you're basically taking away any responsibility Fab had in this, and he is the full person who is breaking his whole family apart. How are you going to blame this on social media? To me, that's a cop-out. So you're basically saying Fab is not the person who's breaking his family apart. It's these people and these comments and everything like that. Social media did not record that video. Let's keep that straight. So if something is put out for the world to see, yes, people are going to comment on it. But my thing is this, for any man who needs actual um, proof that Emily got beat up, they want a Rihanna type picture or they want to see a picture of her two teeth knocked out. I don't know what men want, but I think it's crazy that anyone would even ask, well, what did she do? Because those are the same types of people that would ask, what was that girl wearing when she got raped? Misogyny is a motherfucker. It, it's, it's insane to me. And it's almost just saying that if anything happens to a woman, it's her fault because she did something. As opposed to the fact of, hey, there's men out there that think that they can just get away with this. And Bad. no, I don't think that this is the first time this has ever happened. Because like you said, we're in an age of social media. We're in an age of everything being exposed. Receipts are there. And you still have the audacity to sit here and enrage over someone, the mother of your two kids, someone who stuck by you through thick and thin, who you've cheated on multiple times and embarrassed her, and now you do this to her? 
That is not the first time. Ray Rice wasn't the first time. Just like Tristan Thompson cheating on Chloe wasn't the first time. These are just the times that we have been exposed to. And I think that, uh, you know, I would hope that Emily comes to a point where she can leave that situation just for the sake of her family, meaning their kids. And it has nothing to do with social media and everything to do with her own well-being. All right. Let's transition to a little bit of a lighter topic. Miss Nicki Minaj is finally back on the scene. Oh. She rejoined social media. Hello, Onika. She was Was she out. gone? Yo, yes. I mean, did she delete she her was, account? No, but she had kind of just went ghost and hadn't posted anything since, I believe, you November know, I, or December. You know, I didn't know this guy. On top of that, she was recently seen at a basketball game in the front row. Looking like she was going to a hoochie funeral. <laughs> Hello? Okay. <laughs> on top of all of that, she announced that she's going to be releasing two new songs. One called Chung Lee, for the, that's a Street Fighter reference, by the way. And the other called Barbie Tings, coming out Thursday, 4-12. Avia, hyper good night for the upcoming Nicki Minaj music. Uh, Are you excited? When it comes to excitement, I'm going to say good night. <laughs> <laughs> no love. No love. I wish I could give two shits. I'd probably give a half. Oof. I don't dislike Nicki Minaj. Let's, it let's, sounds let's get like this you clear. Do. Let's it's get like... this clear. I don't dis I don't dislike her. I think she's very talented. I really Give me really the butt. Do. I wanna hear the butt. But... but I just don't care. Like I really don't. Okay, get Avia the fuck out of the page. No, I really just don't care about her not being on social media because I don't follow her anyway, so I didn't even notice her absence. Okay, very good. I don't care that she's released i mean if she releases songs i'm going to listen of course but i don't know what to expect because the Nicki minaj that i like is like bar for bar type of girl like she's just spitting those hot bars not that bubblegum pop pills and potions like i'm good on that right okay. so like the monster Nicki minaj like I, that's that's who i like i like basically avia is to uh, Nicki Minaj what Charlamagne is to Drake. Charlamagne's like, Drake, I'm tired of you singing. <laughs> I only want to hear these bars. I wow. don't mind Nicki singing, but when she's doing ah, on a whole album, and she has done that, I forgot which one it was, I'm just like, girl, uh, I don't know what lane you're in, but stay in that one. And I don't know what you're doing right now. Um I think it's interesting that she released it after Cardi's, but I don't think that that was a setup. Uh, yeah, good for you, Nikki. That's great. Mm -hmm. You, hyper good night. <laughs> I'm very hyped. I'm. I am one of the few people that will just own it and say I'm a Nicki Minaj fan. That's I'm fine. Not There's Nicki nothing Minaj, wrong with that. I'm not a Nicki Minaj stan, but I'm a Nicki Minaj fan. I like what she does. I like what she brings to the table. I don't care for the the kind of Barbie. Uh, yes. theme that she creates but other than that I believe Nicki Minaj is a an amazing lyricist when she puts her mind to it she's also a, a very good at creating hooks as well as creating good songs overall thematically I have to give her credit where credit's due Nicki Minaj is a good artist um, but what I will say is this much right now and where she's she's at these songs can be summer bangers if she plays her if she plays her cards right 
Um, Cardi just released an album as you just opened. An album full of about. summer bangers as and, well as and, workout and bangers Drake too. And ju- Drake just released a song that is probably going to be one of the songs of the summer. If Nicki can just really put out something right now that could edge her into that conversation, this could this could change 2018 for her. I think, Flat out. I think that Barbie Tings will be the song I don't like based off of the title and that Chun-Li will be the song that I do like based off of that title. Just throw the whole conversation away. No, All I'm right. just saying it's a balance. It's like something for y'all, something for me, like, you know. Okay, very good. <laughs> next, <laughs> next up, and, and I, I'll, I'll start this one off. We want to talk about something a little bit more heavy yet again. There is news that, have, that has come out recently as of a day or two ago about one of the biggest artists of the past, I want to say, two two decades, maybe three at this point. And her name is Mariah Carey. Mariah Carey just openly confessed to having bipolar disorder. And not only has she come out with that, but she's she actually talked about how she's been dealing with this since she was 31 years old. This isn't the first instance of an artist talking about something of this nature. Now, although The Rock is on a different spectrum and he wasn't dealing with bipolar, but he was dealing with depression, this is something that's crucial for these people that actually come out with because then they become advocates of a cause. And in this case, she opened up in a way that I don't think very many people were expecting her to. So hyper good night to Mariah Carey owning and confessing to bipolar disorder. Am I going first? You go first. Oh, I'm definitely going to hype it up. Um, on a serious tip, I think that the black community does not talk about mental health enough. I think we're just now getting to a point where we're, we're, we're touching on it and people are feeling comfortable coming out with their truth because go, go back 10 years. It wasn't a, it wasn't a popular thing to talk about in general. We could do a whole show on that alone. I mean, if we talk a about mental, show. when we talk about mental health ten years ago and even now, it was usually about a white mass murderer who killed people and who did this, and something was just off about them. That's usually what we connected, uh, like bad mental health to, like someone who was just crazy and they did crazy things. Now we're connecting mental health to anyone and everyone has something. And they could have something. They could be on the spectrum of something. And that the feelings that you feel are not normal, but they could be common. And I think that that is what people don't think about is that when they go through a depression or they go through something that that is uncontrollable, they're afraid to talk about it because they don't even know how to fix it. Um, Facts. And I I can tell anyone I've been depressed before and it hasn't been... A situation of me needing medication or you know seeking therapy but I I can remember times in my life where I've been depressed and I know that feeling of knowing that you woke up with the roof over your head or knowing that you woke up with clothes on your back and food in your refrigerator and and you know just you know just having an ability to live an okay life but you still are so sad about something and you can't help but to be that way. And, you know, someone from the outside looking in could be like, but you're so blessed. You have these things. Mariah Carey, you have this career. How could you come to a point of mental breakdown? 
At 31, she was ready to kill herself. And at 31, yeah, that's sad. And she was overworked. Um, If we talk about The Rock, his depression fell at an early age when he was 15. And that was right after he got let go from a football team. His girlfriend had broken up with him. And he witnessed his mom trying to commit suicide. Can you imagine the kind of depth that goes into your psyche? Right. As far as like how you even evaluate life. Like if my own mother who gave my life to me doesn't see her own life as worthy, how do I see my own life? And that affects you for years to come. And there's a lot of things that happen in our childhood that are just sitting there in the back of our minds that we don't even access, we don't even think about, but it affects how we live, the decisions that we make, and how we think. Um, So I'm definitely hyping her for this. I know that she had said that she kept it a secret for so long and she lived in in this uh, state of paranoia because she felt like someone would expose her. And, you know, part of me kind of wonders how did this trickle down on her relationships? Because, you know, she's had some interest, interesting relationships. But um, I'm definitely hyping her for that. That's not an easy thing to do to admit, especially to some to a world of people who are just so ready to judge you anyway. And I have to admit, I've, you know, I've judged Mariah Carey on her singing skills lately. Nothing too crucial. But in this, in this sort of arena, I, I'm hyping her for just being open and letting that communication happen. Because I feel like more people will feel the same way. Like, they can talk about it, too. Um, so I want to jump in on this. So mine will be a little bit quicker than yours on this. But I have, like, three major points to is. make. The, the first thing is... Um, of course, I'm going to hype this because anybody that's going to be open and share their story, I'm going to give credit to. But it's bigger than that. Um, this affects uh, around almost 3% of the population in America. Um, and and I think these are things that people, specifically as you stated, in the African-American community rarely talk about. They rarely bring this stuff up. And I think there's a few alarming stats that kind of come to mind when you think of bipolar disorder. I think the the kind of first one was around like I want to say uh, what 78% of the people speak to uh, seeing the effects of depression seed into them. 78% of them like actually feel depressed. That's a lot of people dealing with depression. And people get used to that feeling and they don't fix it. That's that's another thing. But go ahead. Um, And another part of it is. I want to say it was if both parents have been diagnosed with uh, bipolar disorder, then 66, there's a 66% chance that your child will be diagnosed wow. with that. Which, again, those are things Just that you... set up for failure right. from birth. Uh, and then the last part, uh, 20% of the people that suffer from this actually end up committing suicide. Wow. That says a lot. And I don't think the average person understands that, let alone the average black person recognizes that these things are taking place. So shout out to Mariah Carey for actually just, you know, even coming clean with that and just owning it. Um, The only other thing I'll say to that is I kind of felt like there's something a little off since I want to say mid nineties. So that's just me. Interesting. Just seeing her interviews on TRL and etc. I always just felt like there was something a little off. Mm -hmm. Her Cribs episode, all of it. It just felt a little off and it didn't feel like she was somebody that, you know, wasn't dealing with something. So that's my two cents on that. 
Next subject. What's the next subject? Miss Janelle Monet. Oh, am I doing this one? That is you. Oh, really? So, uh, Janelle Monet, she's a cover girl. She is. Yeah. I forgot about that. Girl. I forgot. I forgot about that. All right. Um, she has been releasing some content lately, two uh, music videos that have caused a lot of uh, commentary. I should say the latest one being Pink, P Y N K. Oh God. Where her and six or seven other women dance in these vagina-looking pants. Yep, yep. Hammer Town, Hammer Town pants. I don't know. Hammer Town vagina. <laughs> Camel toe vagina pants. Right. I don't know. Stop. Camel toe. Um, um, the visuals in this video have gotten so many praises. I just saw the video today. Um, I don't know. She's taking a whole new wave from the electric lady vibe that she was giving us where she was fully yeah. clothed and had like a suit and tie and um, lapel and <laughs> all that jazz. Um, I think she's becoming a little bit more liberated. And I would like to know, what do you think of this Janelle Monet move? How do you feel about this vibe that she's giving off? Some may call it a lesbianic vibe. Lesbianic. I, yeah. Ooh, lesbianic too. Lesbianic, okay. right? So how do you feel about this new vibe, this new sound, this new look that she's giving off? Do you feel like uh, it's good for her career, bad for her career? What are your thoughts on that? Hyper good night to the new vibe. Is that what it is? Yeah. Um, I'm good night in the whole vibe. <laughs> This is going to be fairly quick for me. I'm good night in the whole vibe. I I feel like the music is bland, not really that great. I know like she's taking some influence from Prince to create the song before this and I'm like, "Okay, great." I just honestly, if the music is not that great to me, I don't care what you're trying to push. You can have the best agenda in the world, but the music's not great. Uh trash so i equate this to the same thing that justin timberlake tried to do with his latest album man in the fucking woods oh, or whatever the hell that shit it. is you've listened to it, the whole thing oh i did it's called man in the woods i literally wanted to burn my ear hole off isn't that a movie here 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 is here's what why i'm equating these two things justin timberlake went out of his way to create a a album that was centered around creating purpose-driven music and I'm like, Justin, this is not your lane. You're not good at this. You have to create music that gets the people moving. You did not, and therefore you did not succeed. Nobody wants to hear this trash. And no disrespect to Janelle, but I No don't. disrespect to Janelle. He just called yourself trash. <laughs> but I do not want to hear this. And this is just speaking for me. I don't want to hear this. So you that's probably it. aren't the target audience anyway, right? I don't Because I mean, I just saw well, a whole bunch I of love, vaginas in the hold desert. On. So. I love seeing vaginas, by the way. And I Vagina think Janelle, I think Janelle, she would agree with me. She loves seeing vaginas as well. But I don't care to hear your music in this state. It's just not good. Did you approve of the pants? Oh, love those. Love it. Are you lying? More vagina pants. Oh, my God. So many. <laughs> Bring all the vagina pants. Um, What do you think about Tessa Thompson? Do you think that they're lesbian lovers? or I mean, because she's featured in both videos. They're like overlooking girl butts and embracing. That's and awesome. Give, give, give Tessa all put the... her head through... Janelle's vagina don't, pants. Again, I don't really care about the visuals. Okay. I'm glad that they're around so that people who are not okay or comfortable with people being gay can be uncomfortable. But other than that, uh, give me good music and I don't have good music. One more question for you before I give you my, my good night. Yeah. That's, that's what it is. Um, 
being a guy that is <laughs> part of the marketing world yeah. and you used to be part of the music industry. Yeah. How how does an artist go about exploring other avenues and different uh, ranges that they want to do without it becoming like the worst career move of their life? And I'm not saying this is what this is, but it just seems like it's so like left for her. Um, I don't think th I think what she's doing, she's doing it in a way that's appropriate. Actually, she's oh, okay. doing the right thing. Everything that she's doing is right on. I I'll give you a perfect example. What Childish Gambino did, mm, mm. he went from doing rap solely to doing more of a funkadelic album mm -hmm. and that could have completely just killed his career to be blatantly honest right. specifically in that genre it worked out perfectly. But, but he went out he went about it in a way that he said you can't you can't pigeonhole me and that's what she's doing the same thing that's great go ahead and do that but that doesn't mean i need to listen to it so um i'm gonna get good night this like i said because my mind hasn't changed in the last five seconds um <laughs> i you know look the lesbianic vibe great I don't get it. I don't relate to it. I don't like, oh, I'm not like, oh my gosh, these visuals. Like, people are just like hyping this shit. I mean, this stuff up, <laughs> talking about how stunning it is. Just, I don't get it's, it. It's because you don't see enough representation of being gay and being proud. And You're right. That's, that's and that's the thing. If it's for that crowd, good. I'm glad. Whoa, 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 whoa. What you're saying right there is already polarizing because you said if it's for that crowd. No, this is for everybody. Yet again, the point is to get this message and the visuals out to everyone. And you're saying if it's for that crowd, you are missing that boat. I'm not really missing the boat because I feel like there's a certain target audience that people do things for. <laughs> there is. I don't feel like she's doing this for you. You are a black man in your 30s. Like, I don't think that there's anything that you could relate to in this where you're like, wow, I love this. This is, and give like succinct reasons for it. I don't feel like I am part of that crowd either. And maybe it's just my lack of artistic vision. I don't know. I feel like when watching her videos, I'm looking at a work of art that everyone in the museum is staring at and I kind of walk away from because I'm done looking at it. And I don't feel like that can be forced. I don't feel like it's one of those things where you can say, no, you must look at this. You must look at this symbolism and you must understand it. I'm fine with not understanding it. And me not understanding it is not going to harm anyone else. Don't. <laughs> um, I do have to say, Janelle seemed to have a lot more chemistry with the women in this video than she did in the primetime video with Miguel. And I, I could not even believe that chemistry. I'm like, that's that's the video that had me thinking that maybe she dipped into the lady pond. Because I'm like, there's wow, there's no this chemistry. Is fine. Where's Martine? Where is Martine <laughs> when you need her? That's fine. But, but she could be a lesbian. I'm fine with that. All I'm saying is that. Girl, don't be dipping in the lady pond. No, she, Martine, Martine, you done turned Janelle Monet out. <laughs> She touched she touched you once and what happened? <laughs> Right. She a pillow princess. No. But um I don't know. I'd rather see a visual to broken pussy. Like wow. Okay. Okay. Issa can we Rae, move make on? it happen. Can, can we move make it on? happen, Issa Rae. Can we move on? Yeah, let's go. All right, very good. <laughs> okay. The next subject, and this is the most polarizing subject in hip hop outside of 50 Cent. This guy has gotten more publicity than anybody in the past three to four months, and it's not even close. His name is Takashi69, and if you don't know who he is, please go Google him. He is a Mexican rapper from Brooklyn. Mexican. Yeah, Mexican. He's a Mexican rapper from Brooklyn. 
that has made several street songs, and he happens to be a blood, um, which uh, for whatever reason has in recent months become come into question. Um, the hyper good night here, though, Avia, is are you hype or good night to this man's antics? And I would I would like to start this. Yeah, actually. go ahead. I would like to start this actually. But uh, and, and and by his antics, I mean specifically, he has been the person that has went around the hip hop world to to multiple states and to multiple major cities and let everybody know, fuck you, I'm going to do this my way. And by fuck you, I'm going to do this my way. That means I'm going to not check in with anybody across the entire country. It doesn't matter where we go. I don't need to check in with anybody. I do what the fuck I want. So hyper good night to how he's going about this and leading his career. And I'm, as I said, I'm going to start this. So I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to good night this. And the only reason I'm going to good night this, uh, I've seen this movie before. I've seen 50 Cent do it, but I've seen 50 Cent do it better for multiple reasons. One of the major reasons is 50 Cent's actually a real gangbanger. I'm not saying that he is not, but by gangbanger, I don't mean that 50 was in a gang. I mean, legit, he was down with what gang members are doing. Like he's in in and about that life. 50 Cent will fight you anywhere. He was that guy. 50 didn't care. You, Takashi 69 which sounds like a really, really bad yogurt spot. Um, you, sir, not to say that you are not about that life, but I cannot imagine you trying to fight multiple people or even a regular size guy because you are small. You by yourself is not doing this damage. You need a crew of people around you. You have got to, at all cost, I don't know, find the proper things to say because, bro, you are putting yourself in harm's way and I don't want to see anything happen to you. I don't like to see anything happen to new artists. I want to see them prosper and you're not giving yourself the opportunity to prosper. And it's damn near embarrassing, bro. It is damn near embarrassing. You have multiple hits that have come out, but you got to stop calling yourself the king of New York. That shit will get you fucking wrapped up. Oh, you got to shut I didn't up, know bro. He's calling himself that. Yeah, he definitely is. Especially when Cardi B is probably outdoing you by a mile, and I don't know, she has bigger singles, but whatever. Anyway, Avia, your turn. Um, the question was, do I hyper goodnight him checking in with the, the antics? Like, I'm just gonna hype it just for the sake of hyping it, because honestly, I could give, I could care less than less about Kashi, whatever the heck his name is. The, Honestly, the yogurt spot? No, it's a cereal. There it is. <laughs> like, you a rapper, and you named after a cereal. Takashi sounds like, I don't know, some hood girl from down the block. The 6 9 thing, I don't understand. Honestly, I don't care. And I really wish I could hype night this, because that's me being no. neutral. Um, <laughs> I really don't care. Um, if, if I were to act like I cared... Um, what I would say is, you know, maybe he's changing the game of of, of what gang, gangs should do, you know? Maybe he's going to be that first one to be like, I'm not checking in, and boom, what's going to happen to me? Because he does ha- kind of have that, that Tupac-esque flavor about him of... Please don't ever compare him to Tupac. I'm saying he has that Tupac-esque flavor of... I'm going to do me no matter what. And I don't care what the status quo is. Or I don't care what I'm supposed to do. 
I'm going to do me. Okay. Now, whatever happens from that okay. happens from that, but I'll deal with that accordingly. I need you to have that same energy, my guy, in person. Right. So he hasn't been confronted in that way where we could see if he has that same energy. Um, but I, I really do think he's the type of person that that doesn't have a lot to lose or feels like he doesn't have a lot to lose for him to put himself in this situation. But, you know, who knows? Maybe he could be the poster child for just not checking in. Um, hello, I'm in your city. Is that okay? All right, cool. And maybe other people just won't check in either. And we can all just live like a happy family in America and just forget about checking in. Because the only thing I check into is my flight. All right? Hello. And that's the only thing I need to check into. Well, all I got to say about Kashi. All right. <laughs> this is the last and final subject matter that we're going to go over. And this subject... I think it hits home for both me and Avia because we are self-proclaimed 80s babies. Um, This is around the shutdown of the largest toy store domestically in history, which is Toys R Us. And what has happened recently is that Toys R Us is about to close all, all, and when I say all, more than 790 locations in the U.S. alone and let go of over 30,000 people. Let me repeat that. 30,000 people are going to be out of jobs because Toys R Us is going to be shutting down. Avia, I would like to start this with you. Hyper good night to Toys R Us shutting their doors in 2018. I could never hype that. I could never hype that. Yes, I haven't visited a Toys R Us in like 15 years, but still... I'm thinking about the future, like, when and if I have kids, what am I going to do? Hand them a tablet and be like, hey, pick out what you want for Christmas online? Like, what is the fun in that? I just remember going into Toys R Us as a child. Toys R Us has a particular smell, too. I don't know if you know that. All the Toys R Us's I've ever been to have the same smell. And it was just magical. And just, like, running down the aisles. I would ride the bikes through the aisles. Did you ever do that? Absolutely. Oh, okay. I'm actually going to say absolutely not. Bouncing the balls, like the Lego aisle. Like, I don't know what is going to be the thing once I have kids because having them order something on Amazon just seems too grown for me. It just seems too grown. I'm not going to have a three-year-old look at something online and be like, do you want this for Christmas? Like, it's just insane. And, you know, once the Toys R Us closed in Times Square, that's when I knew it was a wrap. I mean, this Toys R Us had a freaking Ferris wheel in it. Um, prime prime location. FAO Shorts closed down out here. I don't know if y'all have FAO Shorts where you live. I've never seen a KB Toy Store in the last 15 years. Like, I haven't seen a toy store. And I, th- I think it's sad that, you know, yes, Amazon is making things a lot more convenient. But just for nostalgia's sake, like... Damn, can we at least have one per city? It's crazy. I'm good nighting it. What about you? Super hyped for this. Super, super hyped for this. As somebody who's in business, and I I love to disclose this kind of stuff. And again, I'll give you guys the quick summation version of this. What happened with them, it would happen to any company. If you are bought out, which they were bought out, I believe in the early 2000s, Um, And when they were bought out, what happened is that company that bought them out took on their debt. They took on that debt. And throughout those years, they never actually paid that debt down because when that company had actually bought them out, which I believe was BlackRock, if I'm not mistaken, uh, or uh, Capital, 
oh, black capital one of the one of the two sorry um what happened is after they bought them up they did not actually pay down that debt immediately they got to actually freeze the debt for a few years and then after that what they continued to do over the course of the next i want to say uh 10 to 12 years they were paying out 400 million dollars a year just to service the debt for, uh, let me let me stress this again 400 million dollars i mean seriously that that just means you guys not only didn't have your finances right but you are not going to be able to competitively keep up in a market space where the Walmarts of the world have come in and they logistically have given the, 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 the toy companies a business model in which the toy companies are making almost 40 to 60% more money with them than they are with you. You can't last in that. You cannot last. That's Walmart alone. That doesn't even account for what Amazon did. So... What Toys R Us also uh, missed the boat on, they had an opportunity. They were working with Amazon in the early stages, and Amazon had kind of like a, a very sole proprietorship with them uh, where they were selling toys directly online. And then they moved away from that partnership, and Amazon was in control of the partnership all together. So then Amazon actually booted them and started selling toys of their own directly. They had no control over that, and then therefore Toys R Us lost yet again. Uh, the final piece of that, well, there's two final pieces of that. Customer service is an issue. And if you can't hire the right people because you don't have capital, that's always going to be a bad thing because if you're searching for something in the store and you can't find it, then what the fuck are you going to do? And then if your prices are that shit compared to everybody else's prices, then why the fuck would you want to go there? And just to kind of air all this out, you could not re re renovate any of the locations because you didn't have capital on hand. So going into any of the locations, it was old. It felt like you were in an 80s or but 70s store. Smell. So with that said, I I could see this writing on the wall. And I thought this was going to happen in the mid-2000s. And it took this long for it to happen. I'm kind of waiting for Sears to happen as well. Oh, I'm surprised Sears is hanging um, on And, and it's not that I don't care for U.S. businesses. I love U.S. businesses. But my point is... You have got to be nimble in this market. And if you're not, you get shut down. And just like that, that is the show. You should be hearing the music now. <laughs> Please catch us on Google Play, the iTunes Apple Store, SoundCloud, SoundCloud. Instagram. Yeah, you know what? Any any social media, catch us at Good Night Harlem. Just catch us if you can. And just like that, good night. Bye, folks.